0: Mix in the dark. Hey, what's up? It's my Yang from Mix in the Dark. I don't know about you, but I am so ready for October. It's the month where I am most active both online and in my personal life. If you know of any fall festivities happening around here or around my neighboring states, let me know. Speaking of October, I got a chance to be featured in a podcast called Reminisque. It's a podcast hosted by Vince and Goofy. They share stories of youth, growth, troubles, and lessons through various topics. This particular episode includes scary stories, our thoughts on the paranormal, and podcasting shenanigans, all the while just joking around and being silly. They are really down-to-earth people, funny guys, so take a listen to their podcast. I linked all their information in the description below. I am also very excited for the story in this episode of Mixed in the Dark. I asked the person that sent me the story to rewrite and add more details. Not that it did not have a lot of details before, but I told her to do this because it was a really good story and it was a story that I wanted to save for the month of October. So I thank you for taking time to do that. Please enjoy. My husband and I were both 24 years old with a three-year-old daughter living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. At this time, we were in search of our very first home. We were desperate for a house and were tight on money, so we decided to settle for less for our first home. It was decided that we would look for foreclosure homes because they were affordable, and we thought that we would just fix it along the way we eventually came across this old pink duplex that has four bedrooms in each unit. The color of the outside of the house was a faded red color, which made the house look pink. The outside of the house needed a lot of work, but to my surprise, the inside of the house was in great shape. My husband and I both agreed that this was the one and that we would live in the lower unit and use the upper unit to rent out for tenants. The day we finally moved into our duplex home, my daughter, Luna, was so excited, she ran around the house and was full of energy. She eventually settled down and chose her room. She played in her new room while we were moving all of our stuff. We never took our daughter to see the house until the move-in. She called it the Pink Palace. On the day of the move-in, my daughter ran up to me, still full of energy, and smiling, and said, Mommy, Mommy. I made three new friends and they live in my closet. I was so caught up and exhausted from moving everything to our new home that I did not pay much attention to what she just said, and replied, Okay baby, that's great, now go play, mommy is still busy. As time went on, everything was quiet and calm. I was a stay at home mom and took care of my daughter. We were there for a year when my daughter all of a sudden stopped wanting to sleep in her room because she was scared of something. She would have been four years old at that time. I asked her why she was so scared to sleep in her room and she replied, One of my friends is not being nice to me. I was a bit confused but again I brushed it off and told her that everything will be okay. After that, she started sleeping with me and my husband. One summer night, I remember it was really hot in the house. We do not have central air. We had one of those AC indoor units that you had to place on your window. We decided to sleep in the living room where it was nice and cool. My daughter's room was right across from the living room. The first night sleeping in the living room, my husband woke up to my daughter whispering to herself, or more like talking to someone. My husband woke up and listened. He heard my daughter whispering, "No." I don't want to go, I might get in trouble. He then asked my daughter who she was talking to. That startled her so she quickly replied, no one, I'm just talking to myself. This was right around 3am in the middle of the night. My husband told me what happened the next day. I suggested that maybe she just has an imaginary friend. The second night we slept in the living room again. This time, in the middle of the night, I woke up to my daughter's frantic cry. I found her slapping her legs over and over again in her sleep. I got up, grabbed my daughter to hold her and shouted, What's wrong? She calmly and slowly drifted off back to sleep and did not answer me like it never happened. I held her and woke my husband and told him what just happened. We both sat there confused. I thought maybe she just had a bad dream. The next day, I didn't think of it until late afternoon. I asked her if she had a bad dream last night. She answered, My legs kept hurting. I then quickly checked her legs and was shocked to find little bruises spread out like dots going from her thighs down to her calves, like something or someone was poking her legs really hard. I was scared, confused, and pissed. My parents are shamans, so my husband and I went over to show my mom her bruises. My mom brushed it off and just said that she's a kid and maybe got those bruises from playing since she's a very energetic girl. We brushed it off once more. There was this one night that was so windy to the point where our old house window shook and rattled. You could hear the tree branches hitting against the wall of the house. It was around 11.30pm at night on a weekend and we were still up. My husband and I went outside for some fresh air for a little bit. My daughter was in the living room playing with her toys. While my husband and I were outside, I heard my daughter scream, an eerie and frightened scream. I have never heard this scream in my life. Right after that scream, you could hear her little feet running toward us. She was crying hard. At this point, everything felt like it was in slow motion. We both darted inside and caught her right at the door. We held her as she was sobbing with tears and fear. She was so scared and crying so hard that she was not even able to say a word. We held her in our arms until she calmed down. We thought maybe she just got scared because it was windy and the branches were hitting the walls or windows and that probably scared her. About an hour later after she finally calmed down, we asked her what happened. She pointed to her bedroom door. For some reason, that night her room looked much darker than ever, even with the moonlight glistening through her windows. Her reply made my heart stop in fear. She said, I saw a scary person, little like me, in my room that looks like a monkey but with long hair. It smiled at me, and the monkey did this. She slowly waved her hand, like the come here hand gesture and then patted next to her like it was telling her to go over and sit next to it. My husband and I did not say a word. We just grabbed her, went to the car and drove over to my parents house. My parents were still awake listening to their home radio so they let us in. I told my parents what happened and my mom responded. What she saw is not a ghost. What she saw was a bunzong." A bunzong is a demon that usually comes in the form of a little girl. People who have seen it describe it as having long dark hair, long stretched eyes, and feet turned backwards. They took a string and did a shaman blessing ritual and then tied it on my daughter. We were so scared that we decided to sleep at my parents' house that weekend. Before we went back to our house, my parents gave us those triangle stinky medicine pouch. If you are unfamiliar with these pouches, they hold a pinch of herbal medicine. It is meant to ward off evil. Most people put these pouches on their doors so that evil entities are not able to enter. Some people wear it around their necks as a way to protect themselves from being followed by evil entities. This pouch was then tied to a mini wooden sword. The wooden sword has its own powers when blessed by a shaman. It essentially does the same thing. It puts a protective barrier around an individual. My parents told us to tie this in her bedroom closet doorknob and to keep that closet door shut. So we did. The next morning, I woke up at 4am to pack lunch for my husband. That morning, while my husband was washing his face in the bathroom, I heard a cry come from our living room area. It sounded like the cries from a newborn baby. I slowly walked toward the living room to find my husband crossing paths with me. It was then that I realized he heard it too. We both slowly walked toward the living room. The cry got louder. We then realized that the cry was coming from my daughter's bedroom. Her bedroom door was cracked open. We both walked up to the door. The cry got louder and louder. My husband slowly pushed the door open. The baby cry slowly turned into a cat cry. At this point, it sounded like it was right outside of my daughter's bedroom window. We waited. It suddenly stopped dead silent. I couldn't believe what we just heard. Our neighbors did not have any cats or infants. I called my mom and she asked if we tied the string to the closet door like she told us to. I told her yes. Then she said it probably couldn't go home because it was blocked, so we heard it crying. As all of this is happening, we had tenants living upstairs as well. They told us that they too saw a little girl around their home. One day, our tenants just up and left. They packed all their clothes and left everything behind without a single word. We never saw them again. My husband and I decided to move out of state, we left the duplex to rent out. We had families and friends from out of state come help us pack our stuff. I never once told them anything about the house because I did not want to scare them since they would be sleeping in our house because they were from out of state. On our way to the new state, we stopped to grab some food. Everyone started to talk about their weird experience at my duplex. One of my husband's friends shared his experience. When they arrived at my duplex, he said to my brother-in-law, Oh, I didn't know they moved upstairs. I thought they lived downstairs in the duplex. My brother-in-law then explained to him that we still live downstairs and that no one should be living upstairs anymore. My husband's friend said his hair stood from that comment because he saw a little girl walking past the upstairs window and thought that it was my daughter. My sister-in-law's boyfriend then shared his experience that he heard noises all night like someone rummaging through things and that he did not have a good sleep. Keep in mind, we all slept in the living room. My sister-in-law then mentioned that she woke up in the middle of the night and saw a little boy sitting in one of my daughter's little chairs next to her room. My husband and I looked at each other. And then finally told them about what happened to our daughter in that house. We don't like going back to the house. Eventually, my parents became the property caretaker. We have relatives living there now. My mom also informed me that they have blessed the house, but never shared anything more with me. Thank you for listening to Mix in the Dark. I am your host, Mai Ying. Mix in the Dark is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast series. If you have a story that you would like to share, please send it to mixinthedark at gmail.com. If there's a story that you really enjoyed, feel free to hit up my tip jar on Venmo. Just search Mix in the Dark on the business tab.